How's it going, everybody? Adrian here, and welcome back to the Gaming Observer Daily News Updates for Wednesday, November the 17th. Hello, everyone. Hope you're well. And we got lots to talk about today, so let's jump right into it. First of all, we need to cover Activision Blizzard, because a lot happened today, and this is still a developing story, so there might be more information after the release of this show. But essentially what happened today is that the Wall Street Journal released a very long report about the company, with a lot of new reports and information regarding uh, sexual harassment allegations. One of the big ones was a woman who worked at Treyarch being assaulted by the co-head of the company, Dan Bunting, who has now stepped down from the company. He was with the studio for 18 years and worked on a lot of Call of Duty games. And what is really scary about that situation is that the company investigated it, and they found him to be guilty. They knew about it. HR recommended that he should be fired, and instead, CEO Bobby Kotick overruled the decision. And he said, no, he just needs counseling. And then they outlined a number of other situations where Bobby Kotick knew about something and did not punish them. He even threatened to kill his own assistant. You heard me right. He literally threatened to murder them. Now, as a result of this report, a lot of stuff has happened. Many of the employees at the company had staged a walkout. They have all been demanding that Bobby Kotick could get replaced as CEO. And the only people who could really make that happen, the board of directors, came out and they said, Ah, nah, Bobby's doing a pretty good job. We, we trust in him. So I guess that's not happening. Of course, this is even more fuel for the SEC, who are currently investigating the company for not communicating the potential downsides of the company to their investors. They shared an email from the former co-head of Blizzard, Jen O'Neill, where she talks about how she didn't have any hope for the company and its culture. She was paid less than the person she was co-leading Blizzard with, and that she had been, quote, tokenized, marginalized, and discriminated against, end quote. So anyway, that's about all the time I have on that story, but it's all just a huge nightmare, you know? It seems like the workers are really rallying, and maybe we'll see a union of some kind, which can really actually force many of the changes that they're looking for, but we'll have to see how it plays out. Okay, on some more exciting news, Riot Games have released two video games today. Both of them are spin-offs of the League of Legends franchise. One is called Hextech Mayhem, which is a rhythm platformer made by the people who do the BitTrip series. And we knew that game was coming out today, and it's only like 10 bucks, so feel free to check that out. And then they also surprise released another previously announced game called Ruined King, which is a turn-based RPG. This one's about $40. And so far, both of the games have been received pretty well, as most games that Riot Games do at this point. So that's pretty cool. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Riot is doing a lot of things right. Apparently the television show that they recently put out, Arcane, is also really good. So I'm looking forward to everything from them. Okay, let's just do some miscellaneous kind of rapid-fire style news here. First of all, I should mention that Halo Infinite is performing extraordinarily well in terms of player numbers. Within eight hours of release, they had over 250,000 concurrent players on Steam. Forget about everybody playing through Game Pass and on console. And forget about all the people who hadn't even installed the game yet or knew that it was available. That's going to be a massive release for them. And also, the game is very good, for the record. You should play Halo Infinite. Also in the world of Xbox, Phil Spencer has confirmed that... The Elder Scrolls 6 is going to be an Xbox and PC exclusive, so it's not going to PlayStation. And we already knew that Starfield was going to be as well, so there was a lot of speculation about that, now it's confirmed. 
They have announced a new game in the Dragon Ball universe, and it actually takes its cues from Dead by Daylight. It's an asymmetrical multiplayer game with survivors and raiders. That's coming out sometime next year. Uh, If you're into Fortnite, then they have just started the crossover with the Naruto franchise. There's going to be four different characters from the series, a bunch of cosmetics. And the last thing I'll mention here is that the Game Awards have officially listed their nominations for all the different categories. Game of the Year includes Deathloop, It Takes Two, Metroid Dread, Psychonauts 2, Ratchet & Clank, and Resident Evil Village. And uh, we'll look forward to the big show on December 9th. Okay, folks, that's all the time I got today. Thanks so much for tuning in. Of course, I'll have all of the news once again tomorrow. And until then, happy gaming, everyone. It's the TGO After Show. Hello and welcome. Hey, everyone. Hope you're well. Uh, I've been playing a lot of Halo Infinite. It is very good. So as of this recording, uh, well, okay, this recording is November 16th, Tuesday. And so yesterday evening, after I recorded the show, I installed Halo Infinite and I played from approximately 9 p.m. to like 12.30 a.m., which is very unusual for me. I'm usually a in bed by 10 or 11 guy. So I played a lot of it. And then this morning, I played Halo Infinite until it was time for me to work. So I put quite a bit of time into the game. And it is wonderful. It's a very tight experience. The shooting is satisfying. Learning the maps has been a joy. There's still some issues with it. Um, The big one for me is that you can't choose the game mode that you're playing. It's just kind of a mashup of either a 4v4 on a small map or a 12v12 on a big map. And then they mix everything in with that, which is not great for me because I don't mind objective-based gameplay when it comes to playing with your friends because you can communicate. But when you're playing with randoms on Capture the Flag, I I get less happy. There was one game I played where I literally had to type into the chat how you were supposed to win the game because my teammates clearly did not know what they were supposed to do. It's not even that complicated. You just got to hold the ball for as long as possible. Nobody was picking up the ball. And I know that that would probably settle down after a few weeks once people understood the game more, but I'm ready to just play Slayer, you know? I just want Team Deathmatch. Again, if I'm playing with friends, I will happily play Capture the Flight, because communication is super helpful there, and even if my friends aren't good at the game, that's fine, because I'm not good at the game. I'm not expecting greatness. I'm just expecting an understanding that you should probably be going for the flag instead of killing some random person on the other side of the map, you know? Anyway. Now, the big hubbub with Halo Infinite is that the progression system is very slow. There's a battle pass in the game, and that's pretty much all the progression there is. The whole battle pass is cosmetics only, and everybody is flipping out about it on social media. And I'm like, man, take a chill pill. It's a free game for cosmetics. There's people saying, oh, I can't enjoy this game because I didn't get to level two on my first session of playing the game. And I'm like, really? That's that's what ruins the game for you is you can't get a cosmetic early enough. I mean, OK, maybe some of you listening are like that. And if so, I'm not going to like I don't want to spit in your face, but I'm also like it might be time to analyze whether you're playing the game for the game or whether you're playing the game for like clout or I don't know, looking cool. I <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I understand the fun in grinding a game. I, I used to go for achievements all the time. I still now. We'll check every now and then. I'll check a game and see, ooh, could I get all the achievements in this game? Because it's fun. 
And I like to see on my little profile, I like to see I have 100% of the game. But I'm only doing that if I like the game, you know? And that's a little different than uh, getting angry because you can't get your teal visor quick enough. Like, I don't know, man. I feel like an old man yelling at the sky, but I'm not an old man. I'm 23. I'm supposed to be in on this stuff. All the all the people my age, we're, we're the prime demographic for this. Maybe a little bit younger. But even when I was younger, I didn't get it, you know? Man, oh man. Just, just enjoy the game. It's a great game. So, you know, I've been pl- I'm going to play some more of that after this recording. And then, uh, I don't know, Forza Horizon 5 is almost done for me, I think. I've played a lot of it, don't get me wrong. I did everything I could in the season of collecting all the points. Very proud of myself. But a game like that, for someone who is not interested in cars or racing, it can only last so long. I'm glad I played it, though. Oh, and I played all of the side quests in Control. Remedies Control. The side quests are incredible. They were totally worth playing. They were treated just as well as the main story, so I'm glad I did them. But uh, hey, I am out of here. Thanks, folks. Take care of yourself. <laughs>